Hola. Hola. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> Good morning. Go on mute. Okay. Hello. Julia. Hi. Find your mute button, everybody. Sorry for my silence playing admin role here of adding people who I can get better at my instructions. You should be online 15 minutes before so we can get everyone on when we call in. Yay. Okay. Um, was everyone able to... Uh, to download the file that I posted, just do a thumbs up on your thingy. That'd be good. Yeah, it was just a pick. Yeah, so this is a practice run. I'm going to be um, adding, a, uh, giving you a, uh, a handout of sorts. Hopefully, not a distraction, but it'll be a, it'll be a, a takeaway guide for you. Okay, if I can hear your typing, that means you're not on mute. If you can hear your typing, it means you're not on mute either. So Jillian, check your mute button. Let's see here. Jillian, do you have a mute button? There should be a little microphone underneath your under the pictures, if you click on that, that will do that. Da, 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 da. Okay, is everybody on that should be on? Um, okay.
almost starting. So um, do a warm-up chat here. Um, had a great first session, so I'm all warmed up. Yay me. Um, so I, I posted on my page that um, um, so Bob Jones passed or graduated um, on the 14th at uh, 6 a.m. And uh, I guess me and a few billion other people are trying to figure out what that means to the kingdom and prophetically and all kind of stuff. I know it means something. I watched, uh, I don't know, four or five teachings last night when I was preparing this um, from Mr. Jones. Uh, what was interesting, um, a little fat that came through last night was that um, Till Osborne died a, exactly a year ago. And I thought that was freaky. That So a year ago on the 14th of February, Till Osborne died, and a year later, Bob Jones died. And um, that, I don't know what that means, but it means something. Um, while we're still getting people situated, I just wanted to, in honor of, of Mr. Jones, let me tell you my first silly encounter with Mr. Jones. Um, I went down to a conference at, uh, at Morningstar, North Carolina, down the Charleston area, uh, pulled into the awesome facilities there. So I do recommend going to Morningstar conferences, not just because they're anointing, but because of their facilities. It's cool. Um, pulled up, dropped my friends off, and then I, I saw um, Rick Joyner's parking space because it's, you know, stenciled there. And right next to it, or real close, was Bob Jones' space. And in my mind, I thought, well, gosh, I'm going to park there. Um, and and i not not quite sure why I thought I'd park there. Not that I would get some special anointing from parking this space, but I thought it'd be fun. So um, the next day, I came around to pull my car up to, into the Bob Jones parking space, and there was a car there. I thought, this is odd. Why is there a car space there? Some other person has an idea of parking in Bob Jones' space. I'm sure Bob Jones is not here, and I can park in the space, but I, some car beat me to it. And so I said, well, this afternoon I'll park there. And uh, I came back the afternoon, and that same car was there. This time there were people in the car, and uh, it was Bob Jones and his wife, Bonnie. And I thought, oh, well, I guess they can be in their parking space and I thought I wonder if he knew that I was trying to park in his parking space I know he's very prophetic and I've heard some wild stories about him so anyway after that it was my weekend goal to park in that parking space and um, every time I pulled back to the hotel either he or Bonnie was in the parking space and I and I would tell my my people the conference I was attending and and uh, the people that drove down with me <coughs> they didn't believe that Bob I'd even seen Bob Jones I said no really he was out there in the car and um, so someone who uh, from North Carolina said well, you know go talk to him he's a nice guy he's approachable I said well I don't know I don't know him that well actually I don't know him at all so and I don't want to talk to him about his parking space that seems very unspiritual. Anyway, so uh, the last day of the, uh, 
the last day of uh, the conference. So it was there Saturday. I was leaving Monday morning or Sunday morning. I was leaving Monday morning. And so Saturday, I go around, pull up, and he's – Bob Jones is there. And uh, then they drive by the car, my car, and they roll down the window, and they go, we like your license plates. And I was like – I just waved. I thought, they talked to me. And I was being stupid. Um, my license plates say um, no fear on them. So that was cool. And then um, uh, so – but I still hadn't got my, my goal of parking in space yet. And uh, so he was at his car the next day walking up there. And I went over and talked to him. And I said, you know – Hey, how's it going? He says, it's going good. I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm going for a walk. Said, oh, cool. How was your walk? Great walk. I said, hey, you might think this is funny. And I go, you know, I saw your parking space. Thought I would, you know, park in your parking space, you know. And I kind of chuckled, you know, trying to be funny, having light conversation with one of the premier prophets on the planet, you know. And I'm talking about parking spaces. And uh, he looks at me and says, uh, this is my parking space. And I go, well, I know it's your parking space. He wasn't laughing, and I thought this was stupid. So I got in my car and waited for my friends, and he drove off. And I thought, wow, I'm talking with a prophet of God, and I'm talking about a parking space, and he didn't like my joke. I thought, hmm, I guess I blew that. And uh, so the next day, I thought, well, I know he's going to be gone. He can't. He's got to go speak places. So you know, uh, <laughs> I pulled around. He was in his car again in the parking spot. I thought this is ridiculous. I this is the last day I'm gone. He he pulls up to me and he he rolls down his window and says, "Well, you can park in my parking space now. I'm leaving." <laughs> he drives off. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, this whole time, the whole three days, none of my friends had seen me talking to Bob Jones, and uh, they actually didn't believe I had talked to him. So anyway, so I pulled my car around and parked in his space. And all to say is you need, you need to – well, that was my encounter with Bob Jones. It was funny. It was funnier there than it actually was there. Okay, so um, no one came to listen to my Bob Jones story, but I hope you all had the opportunity to uh, be blessed by his earthly life. I have this feeling that um, his, uh, his ministry has just increased on the other side, and um, I'm – I, I've just come to the understanding this last uh, year personally that there's a lot that we get to do um, on that side of the veil that we can't do on this side of the veil. And um, we need to get used to that now and not wait till we're full time over there. Um, so we're not right now. We should be part time over there. Uh, some of us are in part time, but we need to get more part time. Uh, more more hours. We need to log more hours on the other side of the veil and get used to it now and not wait until we don't have the option to uh, uh, do Earth time. Okay. Um, so, okay, I'm pausing again. Um, so just for everyone to know, uh, this is recorded. So, yay, we're, no one's shy. Uh, if you're shy, I guess don't talk. And uh, let's see what else I want to say. Um, 
the title of this message is Encountering the Father. Um, and that's what we're going to do. Um, the goal of this teaching is to um, uh, help you develop a pathway to, uh, to the other side of the veil so that you have easy access. Um, Jesus made the way. Um, before he did, there, we had no access to the Father directly. Um, now we have, now we have access. Now we need to go frequently and often. And what is that? No. And so, uh, yeah. So we need to go often a lot to, uh, the Father, spend time with Him. And so, this is what this class is about. So we're going to, um, so this, so building this path, uh, is very important. Um, and so we're gonna, I'm gonna talk about the way to get there. I'm gonna teach on the way, and then we're gonna have an activation at the end of the session. And we, we may have a, a question and answer portion, um, before we do the activation. Um, so that'll be good. It was good last time. It'll be good this time. So, um, I'm somehow hearing someone's whispering in the background. So make sure that you guys all have a little microphone with a mute button. That'd be great. And, um, we'll be rolling. So again, the goal is that we all have our own. We've, I think we've, most of us have grown up with the fact of having a personal relationship with the Lord. Uh, so we need to enhance that to have a personal path uh, to not just his presence. We kind of we, we think of his presence. We kind of think of we think of something, but we need uh, a pathway to uh, the kingdom of our Father because there's it's a big kingdom. There's lots of areas, uh, dimensions, planes, uh, stuff. Um, there's lots of things that the Father wants us to have uh, interaction with, okay? And that's just on that side of the veil. And once we go to that side of the veil, we can come back across and have lots of interactions with things on this side. But we need to be frequent flyers, um, as a good word for those who travel a lot. Um, but we need to be uh, uh, abiding there and visiting here. Is that is that good for you? Um, so for our, our foundation today will be based out of Matthew 17, um, verses 1 through 9. And I'll be giving a handout here shortly. But uh, we'll be talking about the uh, when Jesus took uh, Peter, James, and John up the mountain to... Uh, in some places, in some Bibles, it's called the Mount Transfiguration. Um, but this is where there was a good time. And there's other three other two other places in the New Testament. There's Luke nine and Mark nine that also have um, their um, view of that encounter. Um, so it's interesting that it's not in John's Gospel. I'm not sure why, but it's just not. I guess we should ask John why it's not, and that'd be kind of a good thing to do. Um, 
Yeah, so it's Matthew 17 for sure. It's in Luke 9, chapter 9, verses 28 through 37. It's also in Mark 9, verses 2 through 10. So we'll get there. And it's in the handout. Uh, for those taking notes, good thing to take notes. Um, um, for those not taking notes, don't worry about it. Um, I will be doing a recording. Um, and hopefully this recording will record. The last one, I'm not sure if it did or not. So let's all believe. Okay. Um, I will be, I'm going to post the notes now. So hopefully don't be distracted by, that's not the notes. It's kind of an outline. Yeah, it's a, it's an amplified outline. That's it. So as I'm posting the amplified outline, um, you guys can download that and follow, you can follow it if you want to. Um, it'll be, I guess good. Um, try not to f- jump too far ahead. Um, um, if you have a printer next to you, you could print it out and write your notes on it. Um, but again, we're gonna. I want to go over the story of uh, uh, what Jesus did. So, and the one we're gonna use is Matthew 17, one through nine, and. Uh, to set the story up, we're gonna, it, the story talks about, um, well, it has these elements, or I, w- I want to say characters, are, are key, key things in it. And, uh, um, anyway, so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, or you can open your Bibles to Matthew 17. That might work too. So, um, but let me kind of set it up. So, uh, the verse first talks about, um, six days after. So the, let me just tell the story. So the story is about, um, Jesus, uh, taking, um, James and John and Peter. Uh, James and John are brothers. Um, James is older than John um, and Peter, and they're all fisher guys, fishermen. So anyway, so Jesus takes uh, these three uh, up this mountain, and uh, when they get to wherever they get to on the mountain, uh, Jesus then uh, is transfigured. Uh, and transfigured is a, a very long word that we've got to um, um, start doing, but not make it a difficult thing. I think when the word transfigured happened there, or when it was first written down from whatever language, from Greek and Aramaic, whatever, into our, our English language, we got a bit uh, confused with um, um, those big words. So everything that Jesus did, we should be doing too. So when Jesus took them there and had the transfiguration, it was all about, hey guys, this is what I look like for real. This is my real life look, and this is what I do. And so um, um, this is who I this is who I am, right? Um, let's not be those people that. Um, get offended by big words and this is not something that's set aside only for special people um 
this is, you know, I think it says in the blinking of, a, of an eye will be transformed. And this is the transformation that we're going to look like. Okay. And that's, that's a good thing. And so he gives us, he gives us an idea of what he looks like. That's what he did to the, to the three. And while he was, right after he did that, um, Moses appears and Elijah appears and they have a conversation. Uh, in some, in one of the trans, one of the gospels, it talks about it's a very long conversation. Um, it's, that have been one of those good ones to hear, I think. Um, and when you do step into the kingdom and you do, um, step into a conversation or walk up into a conversation, uh, you should just listen and not, uh, at this point add to the conversation. Unlike Peter in the story, Peter, uh, decided that he had something to say and he said it. And there's a time to speak and there's a time not to speak. Um, but in this time here, Peter only said stuff. Uh, he made a little introduction. It's good that we're here, Lord. Um, let's build a booth. Um, I don't think there was materials to build a booth. So he did have faith, but um, the wrong actions, the wrong time. So uh, we can look here, um, get some guidance from the story of when you see, when you walk into encounter and you see Jesus talking to Moses and Elijah, or if you see me talking to Moses and Elijah, don't don't butt in. You can listen. Um, Jesus and the three didn't say go away. Don't go away, kid. We're talking here. Um, but but the father shows up. A cloud overshadows um, them, and the father says, "This is my son, whom I'm well pleased." Actually, says this is my beloved son. Um, whatever he actually said. Um, he conveyed his love and acceptance, and then he said quickly, um, listen to him. And then they really freaked out, and then Jesus had to go over there and minister to them, and they came back alive. That's what I think actually happened. And then they left the mountain. The One of the references talks about they came down the next day, so they could have been up there for uh, uh, 24 hours. They could have been up there for... Um, who knows how long. In the Old Testament, we know Moses went up the mountain and he was there for 40 days. And one time he was up there for 80 days. And one time uh, his sidekick Joshua just got lost up there. So um, we're not quite sure how long. It was probably it was more than five minutes um, and maybe up to a day. So hopefully, you, you know, the first time hearing the story is not, this isn't your first time um, that you're familiar with the story, um, but we need to get to where this. Well, my opinion is where this story should be the mm, standard for our prayer time, the standard for our time of engaging the kingdom. Uh, this is this became my standard. Um, um, this is my goal. <clears throat> Before, when I thought about prayer, um, I always thought prayer was boring. But when I look at this as my example of a, a good prayer time where you encounter uh, people from the Church of the Firstborn, or otherwise known as the cloud, the cloud of Witnesses, and the Father's there, and Jesus there, and uh, the glory's there, then that's a good call, uh, a, a good time in, in the presence. 
And so to me, this is a good New Testament um, definition, outline, format for our, our daily encounters that we should have. Um, this is our normal. Um, this is what we should expect every time that we um, uh, seek to spend time uh, with him. And I think that would be a good thing. Every time we follow Jesus someplace and do what he says, uh, this would be a, uh, this is the kind of things we should expect. Um, and not expect to fall asleep because the, the intercessor leader was, was boring or we're tired or whatever. These are the kind of encounters that we, um, should use as our example. Alrighty. So, <clears throat> Uh, let's talk more about the story and how we can pull some application for us and so that we can um, build our own personal path into his presence, uh, into his kingdom, into uh, the encounters uh, up into this mountain, which uh, uh, is available for all of us. Um, we need to realize that uh, um, when he tells a story, uh, or when the story is left for us to read, it's for our example and for our benefit um, so that we can live and, and walk and grow and be um, uh, be like our elder brother Jesus. Um, so we have a, a good example. And um, this is a great example. And so it's good. So let's look at this. So uh, it talks about six days later after something um, this could be a reference to this happened on the uh, on the Sabbath. That's a good thingy. But let's not uh, wait to go see the king uh, once a week. Um, that's not the the indication. That's my dog over there. The ind- indication is we can go all the time. We know in Revelations four that uh, that there's an open door. Um, and there's an invitation to come up here, um, to come up into all of that that we're uh, uh, available. We know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and we know that uh, um, He loves us. And our good Father's uh, house, uh, His doors are not locked, um, though that many would try to lock the door um, from our ability to go there, but the door is not locked. And the way is not, uh, there are no obstacles in the way. Um, they've all been removed. And the 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 way into uh, all that he has for us is through our believing. And we all can enter in. And we all need to unlearn all of the all the reasons why we can't approach the Father. And, and we need to put down any fears uh, to approaching him. Um, we don't approach him on our merit or what we've done. We approach him on what he's done. Uh, he's made us the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, so we have we can go there. So there, we have no excuses. Um, you can't be dirty enough, unclean enough, uh, whatever enough, because we enter in by the blood of the Lamb and um, by the word of his testimony and our testimony and agreement. But we, it's by faith, and we got to believe to, get, to enter in. So that's a good thing. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, when I was going through this, not only six days, maybe has a reference to the Sabbath, but which is the day of the rest, which is all of our time. It's also we. It's a six has a reference to the the Hebrew letter vav, and um, that's in your picture, which I put in there. Uh, and that picture has the the connotation. Well, 
in the Hebrew, um, in the Hebrew, um, in the Paleo Hebrew, each letter um, in the Hebrew alphabet has a letter, it has a picture, it has a sound. Um, uh, Hebrew believe that each letter in the alphabet is alive. Um, some people believe that the creations were creation. Well, Hebrews chapter 11 talks about the world was framed by his words. Other people believe that the world that we see was created by the literal um, Hebrew alphabet. Uh, some people believe that the the letters are alive and living creatures, and each letter has a story and it speaks. Um, each letter has a frequency assigned to it. Each letter has a song assigned to it. Each letter has a mathematical equation assigned to it. Each letter uh, is its own little world into itself. So this world, six, uh, assigned to the letter Vav, and Vav has a picture of a nail. And so if any of you all done the um, uh, done the name of the Lord, Yah-Heh-Vah-Heh, uh, this is the Vav of Yahweh-Vav-Heh. And Vav is nail, and nail has the this definition of word add, or secure, or hook. And so, um, so it seems that, um, uh, that six days, that I believe there was something went on in the six days. And I believe that these three, um, passed the test. That these three somehow, um, were secure. That's one of the definitions of the word vav is security. That's the one the image of the picture or the nail means is security. They were secure, and we know that we are secure in Christ Jesus, right? Our life is hidden in Him, right? Um, because of that truth, that our life is in Him, that we're in union, we're in vital union, we're one spirit. We can go where He can go. If we believe that one fact that we are one with him. That will change everything we do. If we went to work or went to church, we went to the movie realizing they were, we're one um, and be secure in that revelation and be secure in that fact, that changes everything, right? It's not that we need something. We have everything because we're one with him. Uh, uh, in Romans, it says if God... Uh, if, if God's, you know, if God's given us His Son, He will not, He will not forsake anything from us, right? So we're not lacking anything. I think the only thing we're lacking is, 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 is belief. And so, but that's just a choice. We can choose to believe and grow stronger in that belief to where we believe the truth, which we're one with Him, we're secure in Him, and not our circumstances. And so when we're faced with a circumstance which is opposite of what our the truth that we know is, we need to speak to that circumstance, okay, and say, well, okay, bank account, um, you're at three dollars and eighty-five cents. Hmm, good fact. But I'm one with the Creator of all things, who's lacking in nothing, and He says we need to go to name a state, city, place, whatever. And we're going to fly in an airplane, which t- costs money. So you need to tell your bank account to line up with the facts, right? We don't need to shy away from uh, our situation or circumstance. We need to, with authority, declare and change things and not just spectate and go, wow, I wish my bank account would change. We need to command our bank account to change. 
right? Because we're secure in who we are. And if you're secure in who you are, you should act the way you are. You should act as you're one with the Father because you are that way. And if we start acting the way we are, then we get to be who we are. That's fun. And so uh, it looks like these three were at some level of security, and they, at least at minimum, they followed him. Um, and we need to do the same thing. We need to follow Jesus, right? Because he's a good leader, and he always leads us to victory. And then it talks, so, you know, why these three? So we look at these three. There were, you know, 12 um, disciples, at least. There were uh, lots of followers. But Jesus selected these three. And it's similar to, it's, you know, he chooses, but we get to respond, you know. Um, we don't know if he offered uh, this trip to the others. Others were too tired, too busy, too whatever. But every day, um, you're offered the opportunity to be uh, with the Father. And every day, we get to respond in some way. These decided to go with. And um, just as uh, an opportunity or invitation went out to everyone on this Facebook page, which was there's like 1,300 members, um, only, um, let's see, Da, 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 27 plus 22 is 49. Only 49 people responded. And uh, of those 49 who responded, uh, only a handful uh, prepared, as in got a Skype account. And of the handful who got a Skype account, only some of them woke up in time and got online. Out of the some of them who, who – so then some said they were going but didn't show up. Some – showed up, and then uh, all kind of stuff happened to where they're, they're not here. So I don't know what would riddle the group down to the three, but we know that uh, Jesus uh, died for all, right? And uh, so salvation is there. And it's waiting for all to receive. But salvation is just not um, going from not going to hell, but salvation is into uh, this new life in him. And so the question would be, who all is participating in the fullness of the full life and revelation and truth that's been granted and available? So there's things we got to do, but he did the big part. He made it available. And so he may have said, all right, guys, I'm having a, uh, we're going to the mountain tomorrow at, uh, at 10. Who wants to go? Everyone raised their hand because they're good disciples. But when it was time to go, only three woke up. So anyway, but or was it the fact that these three weren't offended by his life and they were willing to follow him? OK, um, I think uh, uh, when you uh, it's, it's easily to be offended by Jesus, which is kind of counterculture statement there. Uh, Jesus offends everybody. <laughs> OK, uh, Jesus is not about um Trying, Jesus is not living his life so that you may love him. Wow, that's slapped the religious spirit there. Jesus lived his life pleasing to the Father. And if you do likewise, you'll have the same results. As in, people won't like you. There's many people that don't like you because you love the Lord. Jesus loved the Lord, and his joy was great amongst everybody. No one, no one, not everyone liked the fact that he loved the Lord. Some people wanted him to do what they thought was to do. They, some people wanted him to become king 
of of Israel now. Well, he's going to be king, but not on their timing. And so you need to live your life not on uh, what your friends think or even what you think. You need to live your life based on what he says. And so where where is he saying that at? In his presence. So we need to spend more time with him knowing what he's saying so we can be doing what he wants us to do and not be doing, be busy about what we think we should be doing. And so the simplicity is, is just saying, Father, um, what's your plan for my day? Hearing that, reading that, and then going doing that makes it really easy. But when we get all confused, we're in the midst of our day, we're not sure what to do with our time, with our money, with our resources, then it's just like whatever. And so, um, um, Excuse me. So I think it's about um, if we if we get very simple and just follow the leader and he's our leader, then things go well. And then we realize that there's a script that we have to walk with and walk by and walk in that's already been written. And we know that his plans um, never fail. His purposes will be accomplished. If we agree with that, then that's a good thing. Um, anything else is just who, who knows what's going to go on. But if we follow his lead, it will always lead to victory, and that's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So then it was also interesting that um, – so there was four people, Jesus, James, um, John, Peter, and four um, – the letter for that is the delete, and delete has the, the image of a door or a portal. And so there's something about the number four, four people getting together – uh, where three or four are gathered, there I am in the midst of you. So uh, uh, there's something about opening a door when four come together. So we've got more than four on the Skype call, so let's let's open that door and let uh, Spirit of Wisdom Revelation come in and uh, uh, elevate this conversation so that we, uh, we're all changed. And if we start expecting every encounter to be full of, of this kind of presence – and then things go really, really, really good. And that's the way, the life that we should leave, the, the life of expectation, because we're, we are with the Father, and He's with us, He loves us, and He's not boring, and He's got great things for us, right? And that's a good thing. So, uh, this mountain, well, I don't believe it was a, it was a literal geographic mountain. Um, I've been to Israel uh, several times, Um and there are in that region, so in the chapter before that, they're in Caesarea Philippi area. Um, the elevation there is about uh, almost 1,200 feet, uh, which is which is a nice hill. Um, Jerusalem's only at um, almost 2,500 feet, and so that's a that's a bigger hill, um, but it's definitely not a mountain. There are, there are no mountains in that area. Now, Mount Carmel, which is near Haifa, which I've been to, um, I worked on the kibbutz on the bottom of that, well, not the bottom, in a valley. Oh, it's a bus rider way. Anyway, um, go to Israel, see for yourself. Not a lot of mountains. I've been to Mount Sinai, climbed that. That was fun. Um, bigger, but if you go to Colorado, they got mountains there because it's tens of thousands of feet, not almost thousands. Um, so I don't believe he actually took them on a hiking expedition up a mountain. I believe that the mountain was a reference to the same kind of mountain that came down in, in Exodus uh, where, you know, 
the Jews, Moses got out, you know, they crossed the Red Sea thingy, da 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 da, went up to worship God, the mountain of God came down, they went up a mountain, yada yada, they fed, they ate with God on the mountain. So it's not a, a natural mountain. And my, the, the biggest clue though there for me was in Matthew, excuse me, in Matthew 4, when Jesus did hold, tempt, uh, you know, the devil tempted Jesus. In Matthew 4, verse 8, the devil took Jesus to a high and exceeding mountain. That's King James, but a very high mountain, okay? And so we got the devil who took Jesus to a high mountain. So, hmm. So Jesus has the ability to take his boys to a high mountain. But again, no, not a physical mountain. When the devil took Jesus to the very high mountain, he showed him the kingdoms of the world, not the kingdoms of earth, the kingdoms of the world, which is not big cities with kings. Um, so a few chapters later, Jesus takes these guys to a high mountain. Don't believe it's a mountain. Um, in Hebrews, it talks about the Mount, Mount Zion. Um, it says, you have come to Mount Zion. We all need to come and visit and abide there. And the cool thing is you don't have to sweat. You don't have to get on those climbing shoes. and You don't need those all the equipment. You need faith and belief that what he's provided, that we can enter into his kingdom, that we can go up that mountain. We can go into the mountain. This whole teaching about mountains. But the point is we need to go where he says to go. And he's made a way, so we need to walk the way that he's made. We need to understand the Father's ways and go there. So... I believe uh, Jesus took the three um, someplace, um, but I don't believe that place was naturally was not on Earth, right? Uh, um, and that's just true. We need to. Uh, we don't need to. We have the option to believe, uh, but the scriptures support the fact that, uh, and even geography supports it too. So um, they went someplace. Um, and that's the place that we're all invited to go. Uh, when we get done with this teaching, we're going to go there too. Okay, We're going to uh, go up on the mountain. And I think we need to get used to the right spiritual terminology. And so if we were truly New Testament scholars, we would say, you know, instead of going into spirit, well, that's Revelation 4, we go through the door, you know. Um, but in the Matthew... We need to be going up the mountain, and that's what we're going to do during activation. We're going to go up. We're going to. The topic of this thing was encountering the Lord. We're going to go and encounter the Father. Okay, um, and we're not going to be weird about it because it's a natural thing to go for a walk. Just as it's a natural thing to go into His presence, just as like in, in Genesis one, uh, Genesis five, Enoch walked with God. Uh, he walked with God for three hundred years, and then. It was not for God took him. We need to be walking with God all the time. Uh, you can look at that verse and go, wow, it took e Enoch 300 years to get to the place where uh, he was acceptable uh, by God. He took him. We've been made acceptable by Jesus because we've been made the righteous of God. So uh, our timeline has been cut in half. We can take because of what Jesus done, instead of taking 300 years to go be the Father, 
we can take, oh, three seconds to go be the Father. And we should uh, uh, make the most of the benefits that have been provided to us because that's what we get to be in this generation. Okay? That's a good thing. So, they're on the mountain. Jesus does the glory on deal. And then Moses and Elijah appear. Um, Moses and Elijah are also as bright as Jesus just transformed. And this is another indication that they weren't just hanging out down at McDonald's or Starbucks. Okay? Um, but, you know, I think if every, if we would go to meetings, whether it be a house meeting, a conference, or a church gathering, with the expectation that we would be encountering, uh, uh, those from the other church, the, when I said the other church, there's a church, uh, the, the body of Christ that, 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 uh, the Father sees is not divided by time and space, okay? Uh, not divided by time, space, distance. He sees one body, right? If we would start seeing the body that way, we would see them show up at our gatherings and just not the ones that we know, uh, the ones that uh, like what we're doing and want to be a part of it. Just like how we kind of, you know, we gather together under, uh, well, hmm, okay. I'm not sure why we all gather together, but we're not going to go there. But we go together for different reasons. And so just like we gather together for different reasons, the guys on the other side of the veil come over here because they like what your house group's doing. They like what your your individual devotional group's doing. They like what your your congregation and your building's doing, or they like what your conference is doing. Um, they like that, and they show up. Now, we need to get comfortable with uh, encountering them. And not being like Peter who, oh, look, there's Elijah. Let's build something. Well, we need to go, look, okay, Elijah, Moses, cool. Um, all right, we're here for a reason. Let's be about the reason, not about idol worship, right? And and we've got to, we, especially in this day and time, uh, we need to stop worshiping the person who's in front and start worshiping the one who's abiding in our in our inner man, okay? And so, Moses and Elijah show up. Um, I was taught most of my life that Moses and Elijah showed up because this was the law and the prophets. And that was really good until I started preparing this, this lesson. And um, <clears throat> I believe, and I know, I know for a fact, God is so um, invested into our own personal maturity. He's so invested in Every one of us, every member of the body of Christ, every member of his body to function uh, in its uh, fullest, that uh, uh, the work that he started in us, he will complete it, which means we will finish our race as we yield to him. Um, we will grow up in Christ Jesus, um, and he's faithful, his part, and so if you look at Moses' life, and that's a whole, you know, cool life. Moses was the one that went into the uh, up the mountain, into the kingdom, into the glory, came back with the blueprints to build the tabernacle. You know, the outer court, inner court, and the ark, and all that stuff. He built all that. Well, the ark, he gave the blueprints to some artisans, some crafty guys, but the temple thingy, the tent setup, the he built that. He he went up. 
saw the, uh, the tabernacle, came back down, built it. Gave blueprints to the ark. Other guys built that. Um, and so I believe, and then, you know, he was supposed to speak to the rock, and he slapped the rock with a stick, and anyway, and he wasn't allowed to enter the promised land. So I think he didn't finish his race well. And so uh, he got to talk to Jesus to get an insight how G- how to finish the race because Jesus did finish his race on this planet well, and um, we all need to finish our race as well. And so I think he got Moses got to have a little one on one time, well, two on one time, with Jesus to go. Okay, so that's how you handle that cross thing. That's how you handle your mission. Okay, well, when I was on the planet. I did really, really good until this point here. I think they were they were learning what Moses was learning from uh, Jesus, and Jesus was receiving some cool encouragement to go on. But God is so cool that He would let us have that time because we all have a race, and 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 God wants us to finish correctly, to finish in victory. Elijah was there because Elijah didn't finish his race either very well. He did some cool exploits. I mean. He was like one on 400. So he did that showdown on Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal and prophets of Jezebel and all the bad guys. And he called down fire and it was cool. But And then he killed them all, which is even cooler. Um, but then he hears one report that says that uh, Jezebel, that she's going to uh, – uh, you killed my prophets, when I kill you. How can – he just killed 400 he, – he, God showed up, and how can uh, a uh, a text message from an evil lady cause him to run across the desert uh, and seek God and want to give up? I mean, that must have been a powerful message, you know, uh, that is full of evil. But it's, anyway, so no ding in him. But whatever the case is, he threw in the towel, and the Lord gave him three more Assignments, he did three assignments, and then the the chariot came and divided him and divided him from Elisha. The whirlwind took him up, um, but I think he was back on the planet talking to Jesus to go, okay, wow, how do I finish this race? You know, what are you going to do so that you're faithful to do all that was written, the volume, the book for your life on this planet? We need to go to heaven a lot. And hear how we can be faithful to do everything that's written for us individually in the volume of the book of our lives. Each individual who's hearing my voice and those who are not hearing my voice, those who are hearing this recording, all have a book of life for you individually. It was written before you came to earth, and you will be judged by what you do or not do according to the book. So – it's already written on Judgment Day. That book, many books will be opened. And we're going to go, okay, new mystic, Wally Johnson, did you, A, take on the name new mystic for Facebook? It's written here. And I'm going to go, yes, I did. Check. I'll go, good job. And on February 15th, in the message on encountering the Lord, uh, you were supposed to tell the group A, B, and C, did you tell the group A, B, and C? And I'll go, I told them A, I told them B, but I didn't think they were ready for C. And the judge will say, it wasn't up to you to decide whether they're ready for C. 
we agreed before you came to the planet, you would tell them A, B, and C. And I'm going to say, well, I'll give my little whiny excuse why I wasn't obedient to do what I said I'd do. And the little girl go, well, okay, continue. And I don't get beat for not being obedient, but I don't receive the blessings for what I was supposed to do. Okay, I don't receive the 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 look of well done, my good and faithful servant. You told them A, B, and C. I'll get a well. You told them A and B. So I'll miss out. I'll miss out on opportunity of pleasing the Father now and then. I miss out on a crown or two. I miss out on all of the fruit that it would have borne in your lives because I I would have shared the full revelation that I was supposed to share. And I believe, purely speculative on myself, that the end of the book of comparing what I was supposed to do, what's in the book, to what I actually did in my time on earth, that's when we look back and go, have the revelation of all that was not accomplished with our life. And I think we had the revelation of the of the sorrow of all that was supposed to be accomplished, and uh, that's the only way. Because I know it's not a punishment for believers, but I know that it says that there will be some tears, and I know it says that He wipes away every tear from our eye. There's a reason why we're crying, and I think it's those places where we weren't uh, faithful to do all that we knew to do, that we didn't miss the mark. Uh, and if if I miss the mark and don't deliver the message in this case in time right now at you know five to one East Coast time, if I don't do all that I'm called to do in the in my appointed time, then I'm doing a disservice to uh, my book and into your lives. And that's not good. So anyway, so um, uh, it's important to. Make sure we know what's in our individual books, which means in our books we're in heaven, so it means we've got to go to heaven a lot. See what's in your book so we can live a victorious life here on earth. Um, I'm believing stronger and stronger and stronger that it's impossible uh, to be victorious here on earth without being fully uh, aware and accessible and walking the revelations that we receive that are only available in heaven. So do not handicap yourself by not going to heaven a lot. Okay? The door is open. There's no locks on it, and it's our option. Peter, in the glory of all that, he responded with you know his deal. I think he responded out of a works mentality. I think he responded out of his his understanding of history. He knew that Moses uh, had built a booth, a tabernacle, a tent for the glory. So he thought, I'll do the same thing. I'll build one for Jesus, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Uh, we need to be careful about by doing before asking. Uh, Jesus is right there. Hey, Jesus, should we build a booth? It's not good to assume. We don't get slapped down for assuming, but it's better to um, ask. Um, the more you go to heaven, uh, the more you're, you get used to uh, understanding how to work with work within the kingdom, to work around the kingdom, to work when you're not in the kingdom but more importantly to work in your environment, which you get to bring with you at all times. We need to live in a self-contained environment called the glory. Since we're one with the Father, and he's the king of glory, yay, um, we need to not lean upon our understanding and assume, like Peter was doing, we need to flow with what's going on in the moment. 
But the more that you're in that situation, the more you get to learn to, how to behave properly. So um, it, it's kind of like the first time you go to a great restaurant. Um, first of well, uh, gazillion stories, but um, when we went to the Orange Bowl, well, we went this went to the Millionaire's Island. Long story short, um, I when I was in college, I was not a millionaire, so going to an island for millionaires was a new environment. I didn't behave well where everyone was really rich, but as a participant in the Orange Bowl, we got to go there. And that was weird. When I found the men's room, which was not a lavatory, it was this massive room bigger than my current house that was for men to go relax in. I thought, this is amazing. So the more that you spend in his presence and in different places, the more you get used to behaving the way you're supposed to behave. And once you behave the right way, you get the benefits of, of right behavior. And so that's a whole different story. We'll get used to that and we'll spend more time there. Um, he did that, and then uh, the cloud showed up while Peter's pontificating and talking, and sometimes we got to stop talking. Um, this cloud shows up, and the last time a cloud showed up um, and overshadowed somebody, it was Mary. And when the cloud overshadowed Mary, she became impregnated by the Holy Spirit, and she gave birth to Jesus. Well, not that second, but you know, nine months later. And we need to live a life that we allow the overshadowing cloud of his presence so that Jesus would be formed in us so that we be the expression of him on the earth. I like that. We need to be in the place, the right place, the right time, so that we can be overshadowed, so that Christ can be formed in us, so that we can be an expression to this world to those that we're around, we all have an influence, whether we're in school, at work, whether we're going to and fro church, whether we're in the highway, byways, wherever we're at, we're influencing and leading somebody. But we want Christ in us, the King of glory, to come out of us. And as we allow ourselves to be exposed to um, his presence, we become more like him, and that's a good thing. And it's also a very good thing to, to hear the, 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 the life the the words of the Father. Um, we we uh, need well, his word for life. Um, uh, just on the things we read, we need Rama. We need to hear his voice, uh, and we need to what God said in that in that last in that verse five of Matthew seventeen. Listen to him. We our life is his voice. Our life is in. You know, we are. Without being in his presence, we're like fish out of water, you know? And so uh, we live there. We need to live in that presence and bring it back here and build an environment that glories so that we can abide here so that his kingdom be, be extended. Um, this is the reality, which is revelation, that um, we're loved, we're accepted, and we are his great delight. I mean, we can just stop right there and just, I mean, if if we would be secure in the fact that we are God's delight. Um, I mean, well that, that's 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 not, that's not we don't we don't have to do anything to be His delight. Um, we got to stop doing and be be more being who we are. Um, we're pleasing to the Father, and if our motivations were from that place of delight, um, 
things be much better. For our motivations from the revelation understanding of that truth, it'd be altogether good. And so, you know, yeah. So that's a few things from their trip up the mountain, um, uh, which, again, um, that place, that mountain, um, the other side of the veil is, is, is all accessible to us. We need to be, uh, uh, um, uh, have easy access to that place, you know. Um, every time you read in the Bible where Jesus went to a quiet place, went to a secret place, went to a place by himself, this is the place he went, okay? This is the secret place, this is the closet, this is, this is that, okay? This needs to be your that. Um, um, when you think about spending time with the Lord, this is the image that should be bigger in your face than anything else. Um, but we need to make, we need to make this image your reality, okay? And something you'd run to, um, um, yeah. And I believe that he took them there so they would have their, have, begin their own, uh, path building to that part of the kingdom. Okay. Alrighty. So that was the teaching part. Um, I'm going to open it up for any questions real quick, and then we'll go into an activation. If there's no act, if there's no questions, we'll have a longer activation. If there's questions, we'll whatever. Alrighty, what we got? You can go off of mute and be polite and ask a question, or you can type, and I will read, and we'll do it from there. Okay. There is no movement. We're either all asleep or I've been on mute this whole time and you guys have been humoring me. So, no questions. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't have to have questions, but let me give you one question for you guys to to leave with. Um, when they were when they were coming down the the mountain, um, oh, Suzanne has one. No, she doesn't. That was just her word to me. When they were coming down the mountain. Um, Verse 9 um, says, let me read it. As they were going down the mountain, Jesus cautioned and commanded them, do not mention to anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Um, for, for years I wondered why he said that, why the caution, why the command. Um, and... At minimum, it's with every encounter, and we should be having lots of them. Um, we should be asking the Lord, you know, whether we just journal those encounters. And I would encourage everyone to journal their encounters. I was I was preparing 
today and I pulled my journal from like 2000 somebody, 2000 long ago. What date is this? Um, 2011. 2011? That's my page. 2000, 2000 long time ago. Yeah, 2011. I was reading out my journal. It was amazing. I cannot believe that it's my handwriting. I, I checked. But it's amazing what I wrote down. And I, uh, but we need to, if you journal, you get to be able to recall, um, and, uh, what, <clears throat> um, get to revisit and recall and, and, and relearn and re-experience stuff. So I do encourage you to journal. I just turned, what is this date? I'm now looking at my journal and being distracted. But um, uh, we need to get to where I, I think journaling does help you build that path. And I think it also helps you to believe when you write down something, it kind of gets more solid into you too. Um, but uh, our brains are really, really good. But when you when you engage yourself in your work, you believe you believe more your words, one, and two. Um, from each word that you've written down, it helps your brain recall the the encounter you had, or it gives you better deed. It reminds you of a detail that helps you engage better. And so, I got to engage again this morning. Before I, I mean, I went, anyway, so it was really good. So I, I do encourage you to, to journal and write stuff down. Okay. Uh, Susan, you can talk, you're not the right. Unless you want to write. Okay, I do have a question. Um, can, do you think we can use this story as a, uh, picture for, uh, going in and like going into that place. Most definitely. Yeah. See, that's what I see myself doing because at some point, you know, in John 14, it tells us we can do the things that Jesus did. At some point I want to be able to be in that group and be transfigured too in that place. Does that make sense? Yep. Well, I believe every time we rephrase it, um, a few months ago, I started believing that every time that I teach, that I'm, I'm every time I, so you know, this Skype meeting is an encountering, right? All of you guys are spiritual beings, right? Um, by faith, I believe that you're human. I actually don't know. We we have been encountering angels unaware, so. If I honor you as fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord, I should value that and not think of you as mere flesh and blood, but as Jesus sees you as his brothers and sisters. So you're spiritual beings that have power and authority and glory and honor. So I should honor you, one. Two, uh, I stop, you know, every time I encounter a spiritual being, as you guys, I believe that I can receive impartation. And I believe that I'm transformed every time I engage with the God that's in you. And I believe that you guys are one one spirit with the Father. So every time I behold the Lord, I can be transformed. Every time I go into a teaching session or a Skype session, I'm going there thinking that I'm having a Matthew 17 verse 2 every time. 
that I am transfigured into light and my clothes go bright white, my DNA is transformed, and I'm becoming as he is on the earth. And so every time I open my mouth, definitely when I teach, I'm looking at Matthew 17, verse 2, happening to me right there. That's how I go into my teaching times, right? So most definitely you can take Matthew 17, 1 through 9 and step into that. But I'm applying that verse right now, right this time, that when I finish this thing in whatever minutes it is, um, I am totally different than what I began at 12 o'clock today, right? Every time I encounter a spiritual being, I am changed, right? In this situation, he encountered Moses, Elijah, uh, Peter, James, John. We're not sure what they were doing. Some story says they were sleeping, and then they freaked out when the cloud appeared. Um, whenever I go someplace on purpose, I know my father shows up, right? I'm receiving words of life and encouragement every single time. This is where my faith's at. And so I'm encouraging you guys and everyone's listening to this to set your faith higher than it was a minute ago, right? And to expect so much more because there's so much he has to give, right? So totally, yeah, you know, this, uh, this one story, this one few verses, this one excerpt from his life should be the foundation or the ground floor for where our life goes into. And so what does that mean? Every time that, you know, I, and I got to come back to this, when I walk towards my building, my office, my secular job, I see a host of angels going with me, and they're encountering every office, every floor, and they're taking and establishing light to the whole building. As I approach some buildings, I know there's demonic over that, and we just take over the whole thing. That's where my faith is, is now starting to rise up to. And so, well, that's your imagination. I don't care what it is. That's what I'm seeing, believing, and hoping, desiring to be. Every place I go is being transformed. I'm being transformed. Everything's being transformed. And so we need to expect, right? And we need to expect, 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 and use the word as a gate, word as a door, word as a picture, and enter in all the time. And so, yes, long answer to a, a great question. Sue, nobody else has a question. Yay. All right. So we're going to go here. Um, so I've told you there's a way. I've taught on the way. And now we're going to have activation. I believe uh, uh, it was only – Charo, do you remember – Charito, do you remember how long ago – it was only weeks ago, maybe a month. I asked her her definition of activation. Because I was kind of like didn't have one, and um, now I'm teaching on it. But the thing is, is uh, I think Matthew 17 was an activation for James. I'm saying Peter. I don't know who are these guys? Peter, James, and John. Right? Uh, I believe him leading them to that spiritual mountain was one of their many activations. I believe he did that so they'd have their own encounters so they could go back to that place and have a better interaction with Moses, a better interaction with Elijah, a better interaction with Father God, a better interaction or support to Jesus. I believe there was a preparation for when they did see him praying in Gethsemane. They wouldn't sleep there. 
We know that they didn't learn very well from this encounter, um, but we need to get ready for our future encounters. Every encounter prepares you for the next encounter. Let every encounter prepare you for next encounter. Ruth Nan has a question. Does your mind go there or your whole person? Whatever. <laughs> um, I, day one, it's, it's your spirit. Okay. Day two, it's your spirit and your soul, soul being your mind. Day three, maybe it's all of you, right? The, uh, the deal isn't, oh, I didn't have an encounter because I didn't have an open eye vision. The goal is to believe. That's your goal is to believe, right? Uh, what does believing mean? Believing means to agree with what is going on. Okay. And so, uh, I believe as we agree, um, more of our, more of us agrees with it. So our spirit is immediately, since it's one with the Father, immediately is there. Okay. Our soul, which has been with us on earth forever, well, for our earth time, is more earthbound, but it's being transformed. And as it chooses to agree with you, and as it submits to your spirit, it goes. And your body's going, what about me? What about me? I believe as we continue to go spirit and soul, sooner or later, your body comes too. Okay? Does that make sense? Ruth Ann, who refuses to talk on the microphone, it's okay. But that's the point. Though. But we don't don't wait. Don't do what I've did. Yes, uh, that makes sense. I'm sorry. No problem. So, but don't do like I've done. Um, wow, I heard that apostle you named somebody with a title. They went to and they saw. <sighs> I'm gonna wait until God picks me up by my hair and brings me there. Until then, I've never had an encounter. That's not faith. That's me being stupid. Okay. Do not be me being stupid. Don't do that. You need to go, wait a minute. I'm going. Spirit, soul, body, spirit, soul, spirit, soul, body. It doesn't matter. With my will, I agree. With my desire, I set myself there. The Bible in classes, set your mind on things above. Oh, there's a mind verse, you know. Set your mind. You get to choose, you know. Now, I don't think we can choose exactly where we're going to go, but we can set our mind on things above, right? Uh, and so, but yeah, I have been doing, seeing stuff on my ceiling like angels and other stuff. Is that the same as having encounters? Yeah, you're having an encounter now with me. Every interaction is an encounter, right? Uh, is it a spiritual encounter? Yeah, I'm a spiritual being, you're a spiritual being. But we, again, every encounter or every same word. Encounter equals relationship. Relationship equals encounter. Every relationship prepares you for every other relationship. Okay. Every spiritual encounter can prepare you for the next spiritual encounter. The activation we're going to have in the next few minutes will prepare you for the next one that you have with others or on your own. Right? Yeah. Jesus who dwells in you is waiting all the time to have an encounter with you. An encounter is a revelation. An encounter is a thought. An encounter is you guys doing something together. Okay. So what we've done is we've made stories we've heard from people. We've made it, you know, we've gone religious and gone, wow, that was great for them. 
No, it's an invitation for us, for everybody. Um, we're all special. There's not people who are special or we're all special, right? We all get to, right? The thing is, a lot of us don't do for some reason. Some of us are afraid. Some of us don't want to for whatever reason. Some of us think we can't, but all of those are just, uh, they're lies. That's what they are. They're all lies. We need to believe the truth and be doers of that truth. Okay? All righty. Okay. So, um, just as uh, their encounter, Jesus led them to the mountain. Um, my deal is to lead you guys up a mountain. And we now know a mountain is a spiritual mountain. We're going into the spirit realm, right? Not that it's far away because it's right here. It's by faith, right? If some of you go spirit, soul, and body, great. Um, if some of you go spirit and soul, great. If some of you go spirit, great. If some of you go your imagination, great. Now your brain cannot tell the difference between a spiritual encounter or an imagination encounter. Okay, You are changed just the same. That's just true. The part you have to do, the part that we get to do right now is to believe or believe not. <laughs> you know? And so if you choose to believe, believe is when I say uh, we're putting on a robe of righteousness, you can go, I don't see a robe. There's no righteousness here. You know, I sinned. I was late and I don't like his voice and he's another guy who's just talking. Well, now you're just in your understanding. Don't do that. Just believe. Believe is by saying yes. You, believing is agreeing. If I say a robe, you go, great. And believing is, it fits me too. Okay. You, you add your, the good part to it. If I say we're now walking through a field, you don't go, oh, I'm not dressed right for a field walking. If this was tomorrow, the temperature is better. No, you agree. We're yes. You don't have to understand. You can you can choose to agree. It's not about understanding. It's just be engaging and being a part of. Does that make sense? And why do we do this? Because the more that you do activations, the more that you can do it for real. We had a nice conversation what real means <laughs> last time. For real is anything, is whatever you say is for real. <laughs> that's, and that's how powerful God made us. Whatever we decide is real is real, right? From the quantum physics point of view, whatever you observe becomes reality, which is, that's a trip, you know? Anyway, we're not going to go there because it's a whole different teaching deal. But for this activation, you have the option to believe. If you believe, then there's more can occur, right? Or you can not believe and you can have a nice mental exercise where you leave fatigued. So um, if we're ready, give me some thumbs ups and, um, and then I know you're not asleep. I've got one thumb, two thumb. <laughs> okay. Um oh, okay, so um I'm just gonna talk and you guys believe and 
Um, and yeah, that's yeah. I talk, you believe, and we go. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So when I travel, I call this traveling. Um, I just relax, you know, and I try not to be distracted as much. And um, some of us are easy or are so distracted by uh, fly-by thoughts, um, and um, that's why you need to work on um, your focusing your mind. Um, uh, meditation helps a whole lot, um, and this we can talk about that later. So as we uh, set ourselves, as we set our minds on the things above, because uh, the Bible says we can do that, we choose to do that now. We know that Jesus is awesome. <laughs> he loves us. And the one of the things he did was he uh, uh, he tore his very own flesh so that we may have a way into our way back to the, the kingdom of our father, the kingdom of his father. So um, we receive his gift of righteousness, which is his very own self. We put on Jesus. We put on garments of righteousness. We take off our own garments, which are works and look really good and some are not looking good they're spotted and dirty and this is you know think this is the uh exchange room right this is a place where you you know some of us take longer here and it's okay this is where you put on his righteousness you don't get to go anywhere and stay very long in your own righteousness and this is also a good place to go on mute um, but you've put on um, his his garments. You you recognize that um, no matter what you do, good or bad, it's not good enough to enter the kingdom. Um, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We can go and be with Him because He made the way. Um, yeah, and we accept the way that he made. Uh, we don't need to understand. <clears throat> it's not about our capacity to understand. Um, Peter didn't know Jesus the Son of God. It was revealed to him. It wasn't his experience. It wasn't his understanding. It wasn't his knowledge. It wasn't even from hanging out with, with Jesus. And that's sometimes where we get messed up. And we think just by hanging there that we might learn something. But it's by just opening up and being willing that we get made uh, righteous. We get made sons. We get to uh, walk in open doors and we get to do what the father said to Peter and the guys uh, listen to him so Lord we, we listen to your voice and we uh, walk with you and follow you we enter into you we 
enter that veil. We take a step into your kingdom. We thank you. You've not made this hard. You made it easy. Well, you made it easy for us as when we think like you. So we choose the mind of Christ. We uh, put on that crown, that diadem, so that we will think like you. We will not try to understand everything. We'll just accept and um, engage and enjoy and participate. We step into your kingdom. We're not afraid. We we choose to be comfortable. We're aware that um, it's not an issue about temperature. Uh, it's brighter, but not like bad on the eyes because we're not looking through our natural eyes and. And we have the ability to, you know, turn around and um, learn to use our new senses that we will stop trying to engage <laughs> their natural eyes or natural ears or natural touch. But we're willing to learn how to use our new senses. We're not frustrated the fact that... Uh, we're not uh, mature in the use of our spiritual faculties. Um, we will realize that we can see really not only 360 degrees, but we can see in every plane at the same time. And we're learning we have the capacity to engage uh, with our whole being wholly to multiple beings at one time, but we're just going to try to enjoy looking into your face right now. This is a time that we need to um, really be secure in our identity in you. And the word's clear that our life is hidden in you. Lord, help us to open our eyes, the eyes of our heart, our spirit eyes to look into your eyes that we may see our life, our identity, our value, our worth. <sighs> Though we be transformed as we behold you, that we would learn to be fixated on your face, that this melting. <laughs> it's a good thing that um, time isn't a tick tick it's a color uh, time's a place we can go to or not go to time's our servant and not our master We're more than just the uh, 
combination of needs and wants. I thank you for <coughs> taking um, taking or providing your life for this moment. I thank you for showing us individually how to be with you. That every time we enter into the kingdom, your kingdom, it's um, fresh and new. That your realm is not validated by our understanding. It's not validated by our ability to comprehend. You are... And this place is. I thank you for being stretched. That we're being made so that we can um, make the most of time with you and time away from you. Even though we're never away from you, but when we're Oh, doing something on earth, um, we'd be, um, marked in this place that as often as we seek to look into your eyes, to actually be bold enough to look into your face, to be fearless enough to look into your face, to be without shame, to look in your face. We're changed. We're lighter because we're not, we realize we don't have to carry anything. We don't have to prove anything. It's a good thing to receive. It's a good thing to Uh, thank you for uh, <clears throat> yeah, the, the reality that we are uh, you're the potter that as we behold you you can <laughs> make we're, we're new but there's even a new that we don't know is new <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so those areas of, in our soul, or even in our body, or even in our DNA, we allow you to, uh, make new, and we know that that touch, that fix, that not only, not only, uh, not only is it, touch us but it touches our family lines uh, back across that time that 
we're not uh, again bound by time. Our our DNA is not bound by time. Our memories we do not hold our memories of time. We even give you allow you to touch and enter our memories, hurts and wounds, those things that you bring um, to to our face. Um, that we've tried to hide from you or push back. We let you have them because you know what to do with them and we've not done um, so well with how to deal or handle those thoughts, those memories. Um, with those memories, good, some good, some really hurtful, we uh, just give them to you and... Um, We'll wait for you to give them back to us or or not. I thank you for your acceptance. <clears throat> um, your acceptance of who we are based on the, the your design not based on how we see we we need revelation of who we are we need to know we need to know we need to know we need to know <sighs> i thank you for that uh pouring of oil over each of us that uh, um, that we would um, relish it and 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 feel uh, and let it cover us and feel the the weight and the <laughs> the viscosity of the oil, the thickness of the oil. <laughs> Uh, um, and not be concerned that it's messing up the garments. Um, we need to be oiled. We need to be sticky. We need to be pampered. <laughs> Come on. We need, uh, uh, Father, if, if you say makeover, we say yes. <laughs> uh, we, we yield, we submit, we say yes, we are getting better at saying yes, we are getting better at saying yes, <laughs> we are getting better at yielding, we are getting better at yielding to you, we are getting better of... <clears throat> Able to um, be in your presence, uh, <laughs> to be to uh, well uh, in the midst of whatever we can be with you. I think in our ability to look eye to eye, face to face, our our longevity in that is increasing. Um, 
So we're just not looking and looking away. But we're able to lock eyes with you. Come on. Wow. Come on. That we would know what liberty, liberty is. That words would be more than something that rattles around in our brain, but would actually fill the marrow of our bones. That encounters we have in the spirit, we can bring back and influence our <clears throat> conscious and subconscious. That times away with you are the best times. We wouldn't wait. We would not wait. We would not wait for someone to recommend an activation. Someone to recommend we go. That we would make appointments with you. <laughs> yeah, I thank you for. Not consider it um, uh, uh, messy. Uh, we stop trying to consider it altogether and just receive. We um, open up our being, whatever that means, the oil to. Uh, yeah, to. Uh, Permeate. <laughs> yeah. To enter. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, come on. Uh, we resist time and we set our mind back on you. <laughs> yeah, we, we float in this oil. This is like that, uh, what's her name? We're not preparing to be with the king or with the king, and we're just bathing in these oils. Yeah, this is the soaking that we need. 
the soaking of transformation. Encounter soaking. But it is preparation. You'll be reminded of this time. When you were prepared in the oils, in the layering, the two layerings, and now the soaking, and this molasses-like, whatever, thick, hardly able to move in it. I don't know why, but it's good. Your encounters in the this preparation place does uh, make room for others to encounter the more that you believe that you receive the layering of oils and the soaking in this thicker oil it allows others to enter in so your preparation makes room for others victory other people's maturity others placement your life is not your own. What you do for good, well, what you do, well, what you do affects more than you know. When you're anointed, your anointing anoints others, not through the laying on the hands, but you're part of the body. If you, the hand is strengthened, the body is strengthened. If you look into my face, love you receive permeates to others who are not looking to, to my face. Preparation is a good thing. It's a patient thing. Time tries to taunt you and, and tell you that you're ready. 
but the voice you need to hear is the voice of the father and he'll um he'll let you know when you're done and when you return it's always good to know that you were equipped for such a time as this it's good for your mind to know that you're ready just like in high school and college when you did prepare not only the night before for your exam but the week and stuff it's always good to know you're ready for the test in the times you got pop quizzes when there was no notice and you ace it anyway ah, that's grace but you know that your good father knows what's next and he sees you as an overcomer already so in the midst of a test trial chaos darkness know that the victory is there if you will believe what you know is true that you are prepared <clears throat> and your work is just to to believe what he's done and we are all learning how to believe that's okay it's a good thing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Woohoo. Um, yeah. All right. Let's um, come back to wherever we were. And um, unless you want to stay where you are, you can. Uh, is uh, anybody want any 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 questions, thoughts, comments about the teaching, the activation, the anything? Teddy, did you record? Are we recording? So you guys can go off mic. Thanks, Ted. You guys can go off mic if you want. And speak. I mean, go off mute. I can't speak. Alrighty. So, okay. Numistic? Yo. Okay. Um, 
there were several things during that that I sensed, but the the part that was the most interesting to me at the time was that both times just before you mentioned the layers of oil, I was feeling them and the viscosity of it. <laughs> that it was the second time much more heavy and dense and um and there were other things, but I thought that that was really cool. I thought that was really cool too, because I've I've never done that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the um, okay, go on, mouth, come back. We can do this. Uh, the the benefit of a benefit of a group coming together is it creates a different dynamic. Okay. And so, so this, this word is to, uh, three or four of y'all in this group right call here. There are, there are, there are communities that you guys are supposed to be a part of, not for your benefit per se, but for their benefit. And, um, I, I just have the sense that maybe this layering and soaking was to deal with some hurts you guys have had from, uh, bad, Churches and uh, and hurts from bad gatherings, um, but uh, there are some people that need you, um, and um, um, yeah. So there there's just something that happens when uh, folks get together by faith. You know, the first time I did a Skype call, um, I had no faith for it really, and I really did not deliver. I mean, my message correctly, <clears throat> as in I did not say what I was supposed to say, and 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 me and the Lord had a one-on-one after that, and he was he was not happy. He wasn't mad. He just wasn't happy, and I was like, I was happy because I did Skype deal and. And it was really, it was really sad. And, and it wasn't that I just didn't do what he asked me to do. It was, I had, I had the first time, I think, on the first, uh, I had the sense of there was something, I, I, there were certain things I knew I didn't say on, I mean, I knew, I mean, I knew when I didn't say them, I was supposed to say them, but I, was, but I didn't say them anyway. Because I was trying to be accepted, if you will. And, uh, but because I held back, it seemed like I held back a blessing from the people that were on the call, and I, and um, and it didn't make sense because the thing I was going to say was really strong, and so in my understanding, I felt like it'd be better for me to to deliver it in a soft way so they could receive it, but it was it was totally wrong. I mean, it, you know, I'm not one that says grieved much, but man, I I felt some of that, but. <clears throat> There, there are just people that you guys need that need you, and um, I, just, I just encourage you if that is you um, that you uh, that you uh, yeah uh, you respond to that leading because you'll you'll know it's you. You'll get a a call this week of someone saying, "Hey, will you come to? Are you coming to?" And you already weren't going to go, but this is that that someone needs you. Okay. 
Alrighty. Um, okay. Um, any other thoughts, comments that people want to share? Thank you, Linda, for sharing that. Thank you much. This is um this was very cool. Um Who's speaking? Ruth Ann. <laughs> oh, okay. <Sorry. laughs> um, I actually the first time that I actually felt the oil and so um and it was very cool. Um I'm excited because um I guess this is this a new um I'm not very good talking. Um, You're great talking. This is a very good, um, very different thing for me because um, dimension, I guess, would be a good word. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) It was very, 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 very cool. (laughs) I don't think I can put in words. (laughs) <laughs> what um uh, it was cool it was very 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 cool I'm going off now oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, um Ruth Ann, are you still coming to North Carolina or you live in North Carolina right you're coming yes well. I'm definitely coming I've had some interesting conversations with my friends but the lord told me to come so i'm coming regardless what they think or say. <laughs> um, yeah friends are fun what uh so i'm talking i'm 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 what am i doing i'm going to north carolina to a house meeting in march actually i'm going to ruth ann's birthday party <laughs> or the parties for Ruth Ann. So now we're having a meeting on Friday, Saturday, Sunday in North Carolina. You're all welcome to come. And we can have a party for Ruth Ann. Because your, your birthday is the Saturday, right? The 8th? March 6th. Yes. Yay. Anyway. so I'm actually going to um, talk with my um, boss and see if I can get off for my um, birthday instead of working that Saturday night. I'll see what happens. Okay. Yay. Um, anybody else? Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to ask a question. It's Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hello. Um, I just had a, um, a question about, um, what would be just some encouragement in, you know, um, when you talked about, um, just being obedient to um, like what the Lord is leading you to do or leading you to say or whatever. Um, what would be some encouragement in like, like you said, um, you were supposed to say something in the group and, and you didn't like, how do you, how do you process that with the Lord and not get into like, you know, like guilt or anything like that, but just staying encouraged and, you know, knowing that, you know, he's, you know, he's not mad, but he's just like, it's, it's just that tweaking and that correcting and refining his voice. And like Jesus said, 
or that or the Bible says that he learned Jesus learned obedience through the things that he, he suffered. So when we do kind of step off what the Lord has spoken to us, um, we learn from it. But I guess my question is just like, what would be some encouragement in that as we're learning, um, as we're learning that o- obedience with him? Um, do you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> you make it sound kind of scary. <laughs> Uh, it is it's very deep and scary (laughs) um oh goodness um well it it's 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 a it's it's a it really is a journey because in in reality when i when when i asked that question to someone who was if you will more mature than me they gave me an answer that i couldn't comprehend it wasn't wasn't you know, strange words. It was an answer I wasn't ready for. Okay, and and so when I, so so the when I said and the, and so the, the Skype meeting I had was only it's only a few months ago, and so <clears throat> the only reason I knew the Lord was displeased with it is because I was now ready to hear His displeasure. Okay. So a year before, or uh, three months before, I did not want to hear anything negative from God because I was not his friend or lover, okay? It wasn't that God didn't want to talk to me. It was I didn't want to hear from him, right? And this is the whole relationship thing, right? So. If when I when I decided, and this is only recently, you know, that I wanted to know how he felt about something, he started sharing his feelings. Okay, now me as a guy, which doesn't disqualify me for feeling, but me, me knowing me, my first girlfriend in the ninth grade, who when I wanted to break up with her, I said. I went to break with you. She started crying. I said, stop crying. She kept crying. I said, okay, okay, okay. Let's stay together. She stopped crying. On that moment, I realized that the pain that I felt from her crying caused me to feel pain. I didn't like feeling pain. Okay. So from that day of being, I was a ninth grade, 1974, 75, from that day, I stopped feeling pain and shut down feelings and did not want to feel anything bad, right? So when you read scriptures about, you know, sharing the sufferings of Jesus, the first time I read that, I was like, no, I don't like pain. And if it's up to me, I don't want to feel that, right? And so I have just recently, really this four-year window, again, closer, a year or so window and months, like I do want to feel a few things you're feeling, Lord. But the Lord loves intensely, rejoices intensely, and feels intensely, 
right? So my personal death is feeling pain. I, I don't. Death to me is feeling someone's pain. Okay, I don't like that. But what I'm learning is not that God likes it, but God feels it, so He can do something about it, right? So when I was not feeling, I was not capable of doing something about it, right? And so once I got okay with feeling hurt and feeling pain and feeling sorrow and feeling depression and feeling that it wasn't going to kill me or take it over me or, you know, that it was contagious, all these words, um, then I was able to hear him say, wow, um, that hurt. And it took as a negative thing. Makes sense. So, so, so the practical is someone going. Everyone on mute. Sorry. So, in the practical, it was when I had the slightest sense of something quite not right. I had to tighten my little belt up and say. Ask the Lord, is there a problem? And want to hear an answer. Okay. For many decades, I would not ask the question and I didn't want, and when I did ask the question, I didn't want to hear anything back. Okay. So in the practical, you've got to look in your little heart and say, and ask the question out loud helps, not for him, but for you. <laughs> And then want to really hear hear response because that's the faith part. If you don't want to hear, you won't hear. Okay, and so I, it starts with asking the question. Even if you don't feel anything, go, "Hey, uh, wow, just came from worship, you know, and I was dancing, hands up. What did you think about that worship?" <laughs> that's real, right? Lord, I thought I was loving you. Was I loving you? You know, I mean, that's that's real. If you really want to know, he'll tell you. No, you were faking it. Darn it! You were doing it because of John and Shirley and Mary. How real do you want to be? He'll be very real. But a lot of us don't want to really know. Okay? So that's the practical. That's really good. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else? No, we're all going to be fake. No. <laughs> Don't ask him a question. He'll tell us the real answer. No, do, 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 do. Yeah. I mean, God's as real as you want him to be, you know, and um, that's that's good and bad, you know. Do, 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 do. All righty. Real is good. Real is good. All right. Ted, I know you have a question, but you're my friend, so I won't won't pick on you. Suzanne, share something. I typed something a minute ago. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it, so you got to share. Well, about I'm an audio learner, and so while you were talking, I kept getting distracted. Because so, I kept going somewhere, and then you'd say something, and I'd follow what you were saying, and I'd get distracted from what I felt like the Lord was showing me. So I ended up turning the uh, mute on, 
and just going with what the Lord was showing me. And, and, um, I had had an encounter, I don't know, a few, a week or so ago. And I didn't get to finish that encounter. Something stopped me and I couldn't finish it. And so it was like I was, it abruptly ended. And I thought it was me, but I felt like it now that I've had another one, I felt like it was God just only taking me so far. Right. And, um, so anyway, I just thought I decided to go back to that encounter and it was, um, me and, um, the father sitting in his garden and on a bench and he had given me something, um, in that first encounter. And so I just kind of went back into that same thing. And, and he had also given me a scroll in that first encounter, but I didn't get to read the scroll or open the scroll. And so that's what I did. I went back to that encounter and, and asked him to read the scroll to me and he opened it and read it to me. And then someone else came into that. Uh, I, I don't want to give all the details right now because I feel like it's very personal. But um, someone else came into the encounter uh, from the cloud of witnesses and um, the Lord said he was giving me that person to walk with me to open doors for me for this particular mandate that he was giving me. So it was really a cool thing for me. Um, but I had to I'm sorry, but I had to mute you in order to go there. <laughs> That's OK. But That's... I figured that was the whole point. You know, he wanted right. me to get, get back there. So. Right. And but that, it was it was really good. Yeah, so let me let me help that for you. Here's here's yeah. here's here's wild. This is wild. Um <clears throat> I saw that encounter in the last encounter. <laughs> so cuz I did an activation in the first session, okay? <laughs> and when we left a phase of the encounter, I saw this garden and I saw the Lord and the bench and as I approached it, it was like, no, that's not for you. And I thought, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and so then when you said the, I was like, oh my gosh, you got to go to the garden with the, you know, so that was, that was just, I don't know, an hour ago, but that's cool. And, but the, but the key thing is, is for everyone, for the teaching point is, is, uh, you need to, you need to follow him. Okay. That's the point. You follow, you follow the Lord. Once you get, it's not about, so the, the, an activation is to get you there and you're supposed to, to go with it, right? So this is a training, right? So, um, Suzanne in this case here got a good path, you know, she's like, hey, I wanted to catch up on something previous and that's all good, right? The goal, the goal isn't to follow me, period. The goal is to have a path to his place, to his heart. So he can change you, right? So whether you stay on where I was or you go where he's leading, it's always best to go where he's leading. But if he's not leading anywhere, you go where you're following. So thank you so much for sharing that because that gives liberty and freedom to everybody, right? And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Awesome. Good teaching, so, too. Oh, thank you for sharing your part you didn't share. <laughs> But no, but that's that's a great demonstration of liberty and um, uh, and a good test for everybody because and I'm sure there was a moment of well I think I'm supposed to I did sign up for this little session and I'm you know but you got to follow your heart always and and your heart is where you know the King of Glory abides and he's the one that knows the 
the path for you at all times. So that's really good. So that's that's a great ad. Woohoo! Thanks, Suzanne. Alrighty. Okay. We've been going out this for almost two hours, which is great. I have time. If you have time, we can do some more questions. And some people on the call got to do two sessions. I won't say any of those people. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay. Um You, if you have a question, go off mute and speak, or or type or type faster. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you to speak. All right. So. Um, Okay, I tried to talk, but it's very hard. I mean, especially after that oil thing, I was getting so wasted in there. Uh, I still feeling the, you know, the effect right now. Like the oil for me was warm, and uh, I was just, I still soaking in that oil. It's so warm, and uh, I make you feel fuzzy inside. And uh. But you know, the first calling, um, and the, uh, I didn't want to share, when we did the engagement into the garden, it was pretty cool because, um, as we were all sitting together in a circle, I couldn't see almost everybody in the call sitting there. I, I, I could see their faces. Like you were sitting next to me, and then I could, I, I could see, uh, the girls around us and this beautiful garden it was like we were sitting under this big tree and it was like a rainbow on the top um and i was it, it was like two or three people sitting in this in the center of the circle which were like imparting and teaching things into us but it was not with words it was more with like pictures being imparted of what they want to impart to us. And then uh, as you decide to walk away from the garden, I remember that was just following you, like I, I couldn't see you next to me and I was walking over there and now. Uh, and the whole thing changed and it became even more brighter. I don't know why, but it became it, it became more brighter. And and then you say to Take a fruit or something, and it was like a big purple fruit, and it was very sweet, very juicy. But the thing that I never experienced was I was following after your 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 leading, but in the same time I was having my own encounter somewhere else, and I never had that before, like having two different encounters in the same time. Like I was being there with you guys in the garden, but in the same time. I was going somewhere else for the Lord. So I thought that was pretty cool. And um, and then after this one, the you made us this other place with the oils and everything. I, I mean, it's so good. I just don't want to get out of this place. It's really good. So. I just want to share that. Yeah. That was good. I. So, 
and so just to honor you, Charo, um, like I said, she, oh, maybe it was a month ago, I asked her her definition of activation because I had really not led that many activations, and I really, from her definition of what she just shared with 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 me, led me into asking the Lord, and then like maybe it's two months later, um, Shekinah of the the admin for the Ian page asked me to do to do this training. And so by faith I was like, okay God, you know, I've not I have not led a full, full on activation to where I where I wanted it to go. And so I was just like, okay, I'm not gonna work this up. I'm just going to I knew I needed to set time apart for it. But it was to try I want to thank you for your little kick in the butt and if somebody else is kicking the butt. But um uh, uh this, this is good. And um it was good for me. Um and uh but but we all need to be continually going on journeys, right? We need to continually uh, step in there because we are changed more than we realize when we step out and then come back and, and then not just it's not it's not that you need to share your encounter. You're totally changed by it. And the thing is, we need to encounter more and more and more and more so that we're changed more and more and more and more. Um, but it's not about telling the story. It's it's just you're transformed, right? Um, so um, so thank you for sharing. So, yes, yeah, so the last session we went to this, uh, I don't know, grassy area deal and sat around the circle for a while. And then the fruit thingy that she shared, that was that was pretty cool. We got to go and eat some fruit um but um so thank you thank you thank you all so much um thank you all those who endure to the end uh thank you teddy for recording thank you aaron for your input linda everybody east coast west coast around the world cameo who hasn't spoken at all <laughs> cameo you want to say something She's touching I, I can. I can say something. Um, Please do. <laughs> um, well, you know, I just um, really enjoyed this. So thanks for teaching it. And um, I, you know, I do this on a, a lot of times with the Lord, but I really like when we're all joined together doing it. It's just really powerful. And I think it's awesome how, like, you know, when you're talking about the oil and stuff, like how the places that the Lord's already taking me before you're speaking, you know, it's just that confirmation and that we're all there together. It's just really powerful. But um, it was just a definite, like baptism in his love for me. It was very intimate. And um, at one point, I don't know what you were saying, but it just, it was, I think before the oil, there was something about healing us or something you were talking and right away, like Jesus's like arm just shot straight to my heart and I literally could feel this pull on my chest, but yet a fulfillment at the same time. And it was like his arm was just reaching in. It was just amazing. And it was just such a, an awesome 
experience. And then when the oil was coming, I mean, it was just coming off of his hands. And I was literally like in a river before that you spoke about the oil. And I was like, man, this is so thick. It's not even like water. And it's like, then you're talking, I'm all, it's just, I'm just floating in this oil, man. And it's, <laughs> it's really, really good. Yeah. So I just thank you that you take the time to, to lead us all into this. Cause it is, um, just amazing, you know, experience. And it's very real, very tangible. I mean, I felt warm and I felt uh, wind and I felt a lot of things that bring it right into this physical world. You know, it's good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I think we, um, well, I mean, we, we need to go individually but there's something about uh, a group. First of all, it's, it's harder with a group because you uh, the dynamic of people's faith and belief and experience and what happened during the day and you know I don't know them and what are they doing? Are they listening to the teaching and watching TV or are they on Facebook? It, so your mind starts to wander. I remember I used to lead uh, an intercessory uh, prayer group. And coming together in unity is the biggest deal. But once you get there, I mean, if everyone's committed to get there, it's it's unbelievable. But the but when but when you come unbelieving, but the cool thing about these sessions is most people come believing, expecting, and it takes it to a whole different world, right? And so you crack the door, and everyone's faith and giftings and and whatever stuff makes it like oh my gosh right and could you imagine if we if we took our gatherings our live gatherings and I made them like this i mean i went our our one day our our friend our, our blah 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 a guy that was leading a service at our at my congregation after worship he well the the day well the, uh, the week before he said okay next week bring your air mattress, bring your slippers. We're going to do an encounter. Well, he said that the only person who brought their air mattress and slippers and pillow was me. So I show up with my bed gear, air mattress, pillow, and everyone's dressed like they're going to church. And I'm dressed like I'm going to bed, right? And I, on the front row, lay out my air mattress, you know, blow it up. And, and they're like, and the guy goes, you're the only one who listened. I go, no, we all heard. Only one, only person acted on it because they thought you were joking. But this dude has has an amazing ability to communicate, and he took us someplace that was unreal. But it was, and of course, several people got on my air mattress because they were like, "Oh, can we use your air mattress?" No, it's my gift, you know. But but when we come together with the right intentions, or we shift into it. We're unstoppable, right? And if if congregations uh, could understand that, and man, it'd be it, it wouldn't be a boring church. It'd be like always a life-filled, life-giving, life-changing deal. But sometimes we don't flow, you know. So anyway, wow! Thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Um, yeah, no religion, cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to end it now, I think, unless anyone else. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wonderful. 
Uh, <laughs> we'll just do one every day, every hour. We'll do activations. No. Um, so I will get. So uh, if you you all should have gotten the quote unquote handout. Um, what I hope to do is post this teaching sometime. Um, I will probably do. Um, I think I'll do. I don't know. I, I'm concerned with the fact that only 50 or so people are responding to the trainings, you know. But there's a thousand people on our page, so that's kind of weird, you know. Um, so I'm gonna anyway check into that. But so I'll, I may have two more of these kind of teachings, but I, I'll definitely will post the recording within a few days, maybe today. So um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, so I'm ending the call, and thank you so much. Bye. Of course, you can stay on and keep texting everybody. <laughs>